Wings of Faith. I'm your host, Rabbi Yosef Trapper, and I invite you to join me as we go through powerful life lessons from Shah Habitachim based on the Shiorim of Rav Usher Zeli Grubenstein, Zafir Tzadik Levracha. Wings of Faith, Essay 26, Stories of Bitachon. When learning about Bitachon, it's important to recount stories that inspire Bitachon and that teach us how people accomplish great things with Amunah and Hashem. I would like to share some stories that illustrate what we've been learning. Lieutenant Burmelms, that's all, 1919 through 2013, was a great man who began his life as a regular American. In 1981, after he retired from working, he and his wife made Aliyah, and he dedicated every day to Torah learning, tefillah, and kindness. During the time that he was in the army, he was in charge of the American unit that liberated Buchenwald. The Klosenberger Rebbe Zatzal, 1905 through 1994, had been held there. Lieutenant Burmelm liberated him and recognized that he was a holy man, and thus greeted him with, I am a Jew. The Rebbe's eyes opened with excitement, and he immediately asked the soldier his first question, Do you have tefillin? Please bring them to me right now. Rameyer recounted that he immediately shared his tefillin with the Rebbe. They announced that anyone who wanted to put them on should please come forward. For weeks, this was the only pair in the camp. The Rebbe and many other Jews put them on daily until multiple pairs arrived through various charity programs. I heard this story from Rameyer Burmam himself. He told me that those tefillin were dakos mehudarim, a certain minimum requirement level of kashras, but he had wanted to upgrade to a higher standard after the war. When he returned home from the war, he replaced the tefillin with a mehudar pair that were gasos, higher standard. He kept the original tefillin for sentimental reasons, but put them away and forgot about them. Years later, a man knocked on his door, collecting money for an orphan who needed tefillin. Rameyer thought about how he could help out, and shared that he was ready to give his spare pair of tefillin, but wanted to have them checked first by a sofer. In the meantime, so as not to delay the orphan from having tefillin, and in his desire to do the mitzvah fully, he gave the collector enough money to cover the cost of a new pair. When he told the sofer that the Klosenberger Rebbe had worn these tefillin, the sofer offered him $2,000 on the spot, because he knew a Klosenberger chassid who wanted to purchase a pair worn by the Rebbe. I don't remember if he sold them, but I do know that because of the chesed that he did for that orphan, he discovered the value of this spare pair. Lieutenant Burmaum told over that when he arrived in the camps to liberate, one of the soldiers found a young Jewish man from Lutz, Poland, who appeared to be dying from typhus and malnourishment. Lieutenant Burmaum was summoned to administer his last rites and to recite Vidoy, confession, with him. Lieutenant Burmaum came over to him, assessed the situation, and said, I don't think you have any reason to say Vidoy, referring to the fact that this person had lived through Hitler's inferno and was pure from sin. The young man interpreted the words as saying that he was going to recover and was inspired to put his faith in Hashem, the one who had taken care of him until then. So he replied, you're right. I don't think it's my time either, but I hope that when my time does come to leave this world, you will be able to say Vidoy with me. They said Shema together, and the young man miraculously recovered. After Lieutenant Burmaum died, it was told over that the Yid in the story lived for another 68 years, and his name was Rav Yosef Friedensen editor of the Agudas Yisrael's paper, Das Yiddish of Art. He died one day after Rameyer Birnbaum died. They left the world a day apart and said Shema and Vidoy, one day apart. After I undertook making yearly trips to Chutzlaretz, I had to work on my bitachon. I didn't know how to get around and get anywhere, especially in Europe. I made a deal with Rebona Shalom. I said to him, I am going for you. Please guide me and take me where I need to go. And he certainly did. Hashem is waiting to help anyone who asks for his help. I saw him guiding me on every trip that I took. Let me share with you how a little bitachon goes very far. I was once traveling to Milreich, a suburb of Antwerp, and I flew to Amsterdam and then took a train to Belgium, turning north at Holland. It was a Sunday, and I had no idea where I was. The trains were empty, and I had my swarm with me. I noticed a man reading the New York Times in English, indicating 
that I would be able to communicate with him. I didn't speak Flemish or French, only Deutsch at Bissel. I went over to him and said, I see you obviously speak English. Can you please help me? He replied with a smile. I speak Yiddish. He gave me exact instructions about where to get off the train, how to transfer to a bus, and at which stop to get off. I thanked him and went back to my seat. He called after me, asking if I had any Belgium currency, which I would need. I told him, no, I will change my dollars at the train stations. He replied, they are all closed on Sunday. I see you have a connection with the yeshiva. Please take this. And he pulled out his wallet and handed me 30 francs, about $30. So there I was, not knowing where and how to go. And Hashem sent a messenger to guide me. Not only did Hashem send this man to guide me, Hashem even had him give me money for the way. Cute story, right? This happened to me hundreds of times when I traveled for the yeshiva. Bitachon really works. Open up your heart and mind and let Hashem run the show for you. I was once in Switzerland, going from Basel to the St. Louis yeshiva. They are located in one city that is in two countries, France and Switzerland. It was one stop via the train. I didn't have the correct address, but just got off the train. Someone came over to me and said in Ivrit, you're looking for the yeshiva, correct? He pointed me to the right direction and then disappeared. Hashem pulls the strings to make these things happen. Once I rented a car in Paris and was going towards Germany on the Autobahn, where you could drive 200 kilometers, about 124 miles per hour. The fastest I went there was 160, about 99 miles per hour. And all the Mercedes and fancy cars were just passing by me. The last stretch before you hit Switzerland is the main Autobahn. You need to pay 30 Swiss francs, about $30, to get a yearly pass. A Swiss policeman at the border crossing charged me the full fee. He grabbed my passport and cursed at me in German because he saw that I was Jewish. Get out of Germany, he screamed, among other derogatory comments that I mostly understood. I replied, that's what your grandfather told my grandfather, but we are still here, thanks to God. Later, I wanted to go to Lorraine to visit my friend there, Rebietzak Toledano. I arrived in Paris on a Sunday and got off a train holding a map. I had no idea where I was going. In America, you asked for directions at the gas station, but in Paris, they were all closed on Sunday. I dove into Hashem for help, applying Sharbitochen with sincerity. All of a sudden, a station wagon with an entire family pulled up, and a man got out and started talking to me in French. All I said was Lorraine, and he pulled out a map and motioned a path for me to follow. I was almost totally lost, so he went to converse with his family back in the car, who were obviously with him on a Sunday family outing. He motioned, follow me, and I followed behind him for 45 minutes. When we arrived, he pulled out the city map and tried showing me where to go. I was still confused. I saw a mugging David and pointed to it. He took me there, and my friend lived around the corner from that. After I arrived, the man disappeared in a cloud of smoke. I'm referring to his car exhaust, which let out smoke as he turned his car around. I don't know who he was and why he helped me, but the Kaddish Baruch who sent him there to make sure that I got to my destination. Before anyone had a GPS, I had heavenly guidance. Hashem never left me, and he always got me where I had to go. I've forgotten most of the stories because it was just a part of my trip every time. When you rely on the Kaddish Baruch Hu, it really works. He takes good care of you. Some of the stories that stood out to me, I've shared with you. Sharbi Tochen is real. We must live our lives connected with Hashem and rely only on Him. Thanks for joining us. For more Torah content and to make sure you never miss an episode, don't forget to subscribe and visit us at ParshaThemes.com.